Lou Reed is someone who, at one point in his life, embodied a kind of cool that almost doesn't even exist ever again. A kind of coolness that is so profound that it leaves a crater in the minds of everyone who witnesses it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not really careful, you'll be stuck in that crater forever and you'll never get out of it. It really is like you stop seeing Lou Reed as a human being. You start seeing him as a a a symbol who was twenty something and then just essentially died. It's like the same way that people view Bob Dylan. Yeah, the same thing as Bob, exactly. You know, this is this is an important juncture in our you know, this whole second series of Jokerman podcast to point out. Like this is where that fear creeps in that like is the guy I want to be is my idol is my um ideal corruptible is he not as cool as I thought and does that mean that I at some point might not be cool that I might lose my self-awareness and (laughs) my um ironic distance and uh my ability to come off as sexy in every moment and the answer is yes you will um but that doesn't mean the mistrial's bad that doesn't mean the mistrial's bad (laughs) well in in a broader sense it doesn't mean that you won't get out of that too sure exactly and find another way to be better than you were cooler than you were in a more profound way later but to get there you do have to risk going through things that are not flattering. And that's what these artists who are lifers do. Right here, like this, like Knocked Out Loaded or those other records. Exactly, yeah. This is that moment pushing through a period where they maybe don't know exactly what to do. And it's better to think of this as a heroic point than it is to think of it as the the point at which you give up on that artist. If anything, this is when you should be rooting for them, the artist. That's right. You should be listening to this record more than any records that came before or came after. Well, I don't know about that, but you should listen listen to it. You should actually (laughs) try to listen to it. There's absolutely stuff to recommend it, yeah. Uh, And it's it's just a fascinating point, I think, uh, because A, and like looking at John, looking at Bob, I'm looking at plenty of other people uh, as well. Like everyone was going through this at this time. Except for Van Morrison. Well, he's going through it again <laughs> in a very different way at this point. Um, I think Van like figured out a more successful kind of direction to head there uh, in the, in the mid late eight or you know, early to mid to late eighties, I guess all throughout the decade. Um, but he was doing his own thing uh, or doing something similar in that, you know, kind of trying to radically break from the past and, and integrate new influences and, and chart a new course forward. So this wasn't just a Bob phenomenon. It wasn't just a Lou phenomenon. Like everyone was going through this. Joni Mitchell. Um, I think they actually put Dog Eat Dog on their Rolling Stones list of bad, you know, the mm-hmm. anti Jokerman list that right. they did. What was the Bob one on there? Was it? It was. We talked about this. It was, was it down, down in the groove. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever. Sure, You're really breaking whatever. new ground, dude. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> no one's ever said that before. <laughs> but yeah, they, they actually said Dog Eat Dog by Joni Mitchell, which, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of people. Like you just said, they they all struggled here. And 
you could think of it as being like something because it's the 80s or because they're reaching a certain age but it doesn't matter why it happens it it's just yeah you you really want to do this for your life you want to live like the art life uh, so to speak you're gonna make your dune you know you're gonna sure and yes it, you're david lynch's dune yeah david lynch's dune which you know everyone knows is not a bad movie because of him it's a and it's not a bad, you know, well, you don't need to get into that, but yeah, <laughs> you can say that for the movie podcast. The point is a lot of artists deal with this. And in the eighties, we can look back and see all these moments where this happens. Everyone was going through it. Exactly. And for Lou also, I think it's, it's fascinating to look at mistrial in context of what came before and what came after, because, because he had such a, extraordinary rejuvenation just a couple years earlier with Blue Mask and even Legendary Hearts to some extent, you know, something that like Bob, for instance, did not have. Um, Infidels was an artistic rejuvenation of a sort, you know, Joker Man, in particular the song, but the record itself didn't hold together the way that Blue Mask does. Um, But so since that record for Lou, right, he's kind of been charting a downward course at this point if you're looking at it just from the the terms of like, is this guy achieving, you know, great works of art from Blue Mask, which is just an absolute moment of transcendence, to Legendary Hearts, which is really good, treads some of the same ground, to New Sensations, which moves it in somewhat more of a poppy direction while still having some really nice, uh, interesting songs on there, and then Mistrial, which kind of bottoms out, no pun intended, uh, on the pop uh, uh, chart. Um, before, you know, he's going to ascend right back up that fucking hill, not in terms of years, right? Because it takes three years to get from here to New York, but that's the very next record in the discography. So it's just like, that is such a rewarding kind of journey, I think, and an interesting kind of pathway to take, um, take assessment of. Uh, and you got to cut the guy some slack at a certain point, you know? Like, if you're going to say this record is terrible, are you saying it's terrible because it is sounding the way that it is are you saying it's terrible because it still has you know some classic lou reed bullshit in the lyrics and it's grafted onto this are you saying it's terrible because of both of them like it's honestly it's like an important question to ask is like what about this isn't good yeah this is the guy who you know wrote sister ray sure but he wasn't interested in doing sister ray at this moment in time it has been years so if you're coming into this record expecting that like that's that's on you. That's your problem. You know, if you if, but if you meet this where it's at, it just to me it's a very enjoyable kind of listen, the same way that Caribbean Sunset was. Well, meet it meet it where it's at is is the thing. It's like a lot of people it turns out don't want to know the version of themselves that knows what this is about, like where this comes from. Like there is something about when you said it's not clever enough, you know, that's better than being too clever. Sure. And this is not clever enough, maybe, for a lot of people. Um, it fails at being clever sometimes, his music. But the same reason it fails at being clever is the, the reason why it succeeds more often than not at being direct and real. If you're really trying to make something that speaks to the direct experience of life, you're going to fail in that way. You're going to be not clever enough. For some people. Mm. But I think that Lou Reed is someone who has proven that that's always going to be better than being t- too clever, too arch, trying to be above things. Like, 
he'll always be coming at it from somewhere beneath you that maybe you don't want to acknowledge because you're kind of a bitch. bitch. (laughs) You're kind of just like all about the glamour and the spectacle. And Lou Reed is, it turns out, I think, a better artist for the, the reason that he has to work up to the spectacle. He's much more connected to something simpler. He'll fail and not even be bothered by it while you're like the screaming Wojak in the corner. (laughs) The metaphor doesn't work! (laughs) He's thinking about more important things. Like coming inside. Mindless repression dominates the street while I